All right, Coast to Coast Combat Hour. Ed Carvajal here with Matthew Climate Change Hawkins. What's up, Matt? I mean, we, we have we have had some time to ourselves in a couple of weeks. Uh, we got a lot of housekeeping and uh, current events to talk about. Yeah, we haven't got that new intro yet for the show that uh, you were looking for on Twitter, <laughs> but uh, that's that's gonna that's gonna yeah, be a little bit. What's this? What's this T-shirt you're wearing? What happened to uh, what happened to the suspenders and the shorts? Yeah, no. <laughs> Yeah, we're not going down that route. But, uh, yeah, we haven't had a, a chance to kind of do a recap and get caught up on some stuff. We've we've had a nice little run of guests. Um, with that said, some breaking news just from the last, uh, you know, 20 minutes or so. It looks like BJ Penn was released from the UFC. Uh, not really a surprise. It, it had been uh, – Dana White basically said it was going to happen, but uh, now he's a free agent on a, on a huge – he doesn't really carry a lot of value. Um, other than his name, uh, he, he's obviously not a contender in a division, but I certainly expect to see him probably sign with Bellator if he if he wants to fight uh, Bellator PFL. Uh, there are some options. R- uh, Ryzen him versus Gomi too uh, is an easy one to make uh, in Japan. So I, I feel like that's probably his only options is to go to like Japan and fight in Ryzen or something going on over there just just because of. Uh... These days, obviously, you know, these promotions, at least stateside, have uh, wellness policies and behavioral things. And if you're not a high-profile guy, you know, there's usually uh, grounds to get you out if you misbehave in any type of, uh, you know, non-PC way or whatever, you know, whatever, whatever the case is, if you're not a headliner. So, I mean, not that BJ Penn has dropped. Obviously, he's he's always going to be respected in the sport and stuff. But, um, I mean, he, when he retired, uh, not for, I feel like he should have just stayed retired. I mean, the, these last few scraps in and out of the cage is just tarnishing his legacy. So I think it's the right move. I know Dana White was emotional about it. Uh, when he spoke about it back at the last pay-per-view when, um, Brett Okamoto brought it up. So, I mean, it's, it's the move to make. It's the only move to make. Yeah. I just think, uh, I, I think he's been fighting, the last few years trying to get a win to, to retire on. And that just uh, has eluded him. So I don't know. Uh, I, I'm sure if he wants to fight, somebody's going to sign him to fight. Um, the commissions can be worked around, especially, uh, I shouldn't say especially, I mean, hypothetically, if he fights for Bellator or something, he's not fighting anywhere other than a bigger card. They're not going to put him on some, some card in, in Oklahoma or something, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's BJ Penn. People will watch and, uh, I th- but I do think Japan, like you said, is probably the the route there where he can fight um, some fights that that might be more favorable for him, um, as far as not the the, the deepest in competition uh, or guys who maybe are a little smaller than him. Uh, trying to make the guys in in the typical Japan thing is always use a smaller Japanese guy and throw him at an MMA legend and, and try to make a name for the younger smaller guy. So that that's that's always a possibility. But mm. we'll see what happens there. Um, some of the action, the big action, the news from the, the UFC last weekend is the Yair Rodriguez, Jeremy Stevens fight didn't end, uh, as people wanted it to end, uh, an eye poke 15 seconds into the fight causes a no contest as, uh, as Stevens, uh, I was pretty jacked up, uh, apparently. And, uh, he couldn't open it for the doctors to, to do a real, uh, 
it, it, as I was twitching, I, you know, I'm not one at all to ever question Jeremy Stevens. Uh, I know I, you know, obviously when you get into the Twitter world and the social media world, people are, are always running their, their lips, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he was there, you know, you don't, you're not going to spend six weeks in, in a country, you know, and that's, that's got its own problems outside of what happened at the, at that event. And, uh, just to acclimate yourself to to bow out of a fight because you want to go home, you know what I mean, and say that you hurt your eye. No, I, I don't believe that for one second. And I mean, I, I don't know. We didn't get to do any picks because we've had so many guests lately. But I actually had him uh, winning that uh, that fight just because I don't see. Uh, you know, a lot of people fell in love with Yair Rodriguez because of that that fancy backwards elbow he did to uh, the Korean Zombie, but. I think be, the people are remembering that and not remembering that he was losing that fight up until that point. So um, when he go when he goes against these, I mean, Korean zombie type like these these fighters, and and, and even though he had a height and reach advantage over Stevens, um, you know, Stevens was still just a a monster of a man for that for him to fight at, at that division and that weight class. So I mean, they they got it rebooked for for Boston so I know Nolan's excited about that you know Nolan's a uh, a Boston guy so Nolan King from uh, M- now MMA junkie too rich for our blood but uh <laughs> you know what I mean like it's uh it's something to look forward to but uh it's too bad that uh, it's got to happen because of that yeah uh it also is only getting, I don't think people are celebrating it getting announced for that uh but it's only going to be a three round fight now so uh, in, in a fight that would likely probably extend uh, beyond three rounds, that that could be something that uh, that changes the outcome of the fight, um, you know, in a situation where maybe Rodriguez is more active early and, and you would think maybe Stevens could land a bigger knockout punch later in a fight or something. So yeah. that could that could change uh, how a possible pick goes for that fight. I saw the original fight kind of as a toss up. Um, yeah. Fan, of bo- fan of both guys, so I didn't, I didn't really, really wasn't pulling for anybody. I thought it was just going to be a barn burner of a fight. Um, yeah, I yeah. was actually pulling. I mean, like as being Mexican and having it in Mexico and all the, you know, all the the the, the Mexican themed stuff behind the event. I, I mean, you know, I, I felt bad picking Stevens, but I'm not going to lie. Yair's uh, behavior, you know, the way he reacted to everything was was uh, something was poor in my opinion and uh i didn't like i didn't like that at all so now now i'm glad that i uh that i was picking against him and i'm gonna pick against him in uh, boston yeah i th- i thought he, he came off real immature in, in in handling that i understand the emotional uh putting in all the work having it headlining in in your home country for him um in a rare event in mexico i mean there's only been a couple of those in, in all of <laughs> ufc history so i mean i understand the initial uh emotional dump or whatever you want to call it but once the once it, it settled and it was in and they declared it a no contest and 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 that point i think uh i think as a professional you just got to uh, you got to stand in there accept what's happening um i know a lot of people were were uh criticizing the fans and 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 rightfully so a lot of people were throwing stuff a lot of people got hit with beers i know uh mm-hmm. steven's got drenched yeah um, i i you know, you got to be kind of careful in 2019 how you say this because you get you. But I, I people knew that that was what that was that could happen. 
Yeah, it's in Mexico City. It, it happens in Brazil, and and it also happens in in places in the United and, States any, too. Any place where you got a big soccer fandom, you're, yeah, you you got to expect soccer riots. You know, but and, I mean, not for nothing. Like I wasn't proud to see you know a country that my family is from associated with that type of behavior. I just made the joke before we started recording. You know, I thought it was uh you know Philly Philadelphia fans. Uh, you know, winning in some type of when they win, they wreck their own city. So it's like, you know, it, it was just it, not something I like to see. No, doesn't, no, it doesn't, nobody... doesn't enforce a good stereotype. No, it doesn't. But I, I I feel like there shouldn't be really any surprise. I mean, as somebody who's watching it, the minute I saw the eye poking, saw that it was beyond anything other than a 10 second. OK, we're going to fire this back up. Instantly, my mind went to, OK, beers are going to start coming towards the cage. I mean, yeah. it, and and maybe that is a stereotype with with certain countries. Um, it it really is. It's you know, it, but it it seems to happen. Let's say in in some countries more than others in in sporting events. But I mean, uh, in in Mexico, I can say this uh, from my own memory and stuff. I remember being in Mexico City when uh, I forgot when Chavez. It might have been when Chavez lost to De La Hoya. Julio Cesar Chavez lost to De La Hoya, and uh, it was it, it got pretty crazy that uh, you know we were like let's let's get at it let's go back home. Um, we were watching it somewhere. It wasn't there. It was just we were just watching it in a public place, and it got so rowdy. And I remember I was young, but I remember uh, the funny thing was uh, watching the news with my cousin the following morning to hear that people were so ups- upset about Chavez's loss that they fucking committed suicide. And I was like, you know what I mean? Like, 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 uh, I don't understand being that, I understand passion, but being that passionate, that violence and death and throwing shit around. I mean, you know how I love beer. How dare, like, throwing beer is like a sin to me. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I I personally was offended for that. (laughs) Yeah, no, it it was a bad look. Um, But when you, when you have fans that, it, there is a passion in, yeah. in some of those countries. I've been in Mexico. Um, I was in Ensenada, Mexico, when uh, and I was leaving a bar. This again, I was young, uh, eighteen, nineteen years old, and I'm walking down the street to my hotel, and all of a sudden, the street turned into a giant, basically thrown together parade. And little did I know that there was a soccer match going on yeah. uh, that Mexico had won. And the next thing I know, I'm basically, you know, in what seems like a you know, it, what you see on TV where there's just all of a sudden thousands of people in the street and people yeah. are running up and waving flags. And, you know, it, so that and that was the other side of it. You know, there everybody was happy and and, uh, you know, it turned into a giant party, uh, whereas this happened. But it yeah. could happen in Boston. Let's not act like hey, Boston's. You it, know? Ha- <laughs> it, it happened at UFC 205. They had a, they had a close Seventh Avenue when McGregor won. If you remember right there in yeah. New York City, they yeah. had a close Seventh Avenue because of the. You know, the, the fans were so, uh, it was just such a crazy crowd. And, they, you know, obviously they set records that night in the arena. So it happens. It can happen anywhere depending on how how deep people are into an event. I mean, not for nothing, that event was kind of light. Like, I like I, I didn't, I was actually watching Karate Combat when that was on and, and following on my phone. Uh, and then I saw, you know, everything that happened on my phone. But I was kind of like, meh, you know. Um, I mean, I, I wasn't just like the Copenhagen event. I know we're going to get into that later, but... You know, like like a, it's a, sometimes it's a little bit too much, and you know how I am. If it's on ESPN Plus, I'm kind of like, yeah, you know, save that one for later. 
Yeah. Well, it, uh, yeah, it was, I was, uh, I was kind of into the Valor bare knuckle that night. So I, I, but I was going in between that and the, and then I obviously wanted to watch the main event here. Um, Carlos Sparza in the co-main event picked up a big win just to, to update on that beat Alexa Grasso. Uh, Surprise. I I, I think so, but I think people like to underestimate Carla uh, because she had the title off of the ultimate fighter and then got the hell beat out of her by Joanna uh, but the reality is that she beats a lot of girls and yeah. she's, she's right back in title contention again. So, uh, you know, she's, she's proven to, to be around for a long time and, and, uh, do her thing in the cage. Uh, a younger, uh, Mexican fighter, female who's, who keeps making a name for herself, uh, Irina, uh, Aldana, uh, she's had a couple tough losses here and there, but, uh, again, her boxing gets better and better, uh, every time she fights. So she, she'll also be moving up. Uh, likely in the uh, 135 pound uh, female class, but that that pretty much uh, ends that kind of event. Uh, and, and like I said, the the main event ending uh, in a lot of frustration. And you know, uh, we've seen that recently with the this fight and then uh, the Bader Congo fight at Bellator. I was at uh, earlier in the month, uh, so. I can understand the frustration, although I got three minutes of fight out of that as opposed to 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I understand the fans' frustration, but obviously, as we stated, you know, throwing stuff at fighters is something that's not a good look, and that's not that's in any sport. It happens in in fast. I mean, we had the brawl in Detroit when somebody threw a beer at uh at Ron Artest. So yeah, it, it happens. Um, we also so you mentioned the karate combat. I wasn't able to catch that, uh, but that oh. was their that was their <laughs> return. Uh. Yeah, they Without... crowned their they crowned their first champion at that event, but uh, I don't know if you read or heard like there was a two near two hour delay to uh, to them getting started. But, I didn't um, see that. Where yeah. did they hold the event for this one? That is at an undisclosed location, Matthew. Oh, they, this one. They didn't <laughs> tell you where it was at? Yeah, this is the 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 secret Budokan KC one. Oh, <laughs> But uh, I mean, filled with knockouts and stuff. I mean, there was a couple of boring decisions and uh, ISKA sanctioned and uh, like so. It's like kickboxing. They categorize it. Uh, at least that's how they categorize it on Sure Dog. But um, yeah, I mean, it was it was fun, like as all karate combat events are. But uh, I didn't appreciate the delay. I mean, apparently they had some some issues uh, with the with the pit uh, that shouldn't be anymore since this secret location is going to be there, like for the next. However many events they're going to have, that's where they're going to broadcast them from, so that way they can get more consistency, which is good. But you know, I don't know why you wait till last minute to set up a a pit. <laughs> yeah, well, so that uh, yeah, the the Valor Bare Knuckle was uh, Ken Shamrock's uh, debut. Yeah, Odie Bare Knuckle, uh, fun, typical Bare Knuckle stuff. Uh, that was on Fight TV, right? Uh, yeah, in theory, it was. <laughs> I, I think it was on fight tv uh, yeah. yeah it was on fight tv uh and then no i uh my mma news had someone there for that covering it that's why I, I just hit me now when you said that no they had they had kind of a pit thing too going not a i uh, saw yeah you know but it, it was a little too small uh what i thought because the fighters constantly would uh, end up on the outside of it and then the, the ref would have to break the action and bring them in uh was that so, a tournament there was a four-man tournament yeah. uh Sokaju and uh, Mighty Mo, uh, Mighty Mo uh, won. That was a really good fight back and forth, um, and that uh, which which Mo ended up winning. Uh, 
he ended up winning. God, I think it was knockout. It was it, was, it went to the very end, uh, and then the other uh, semifinal was Jack May and uh, Mark Godbeer. Uh, Godbeer's the uh, British bare knuckle champion, and he put a knockout uh, on May that was scary. Um, it mm, was one. It was I saw the was, highlight of that. Yeah, you know that was one you were watching, and uh, you know we watch a lot of fights, and I've seen a lot of people in my life get KO'd. Yeah, and usually you kind of can enjoy it because you're watching a sport, and the dudes wake up and everything's okay. And this was this was a holy shit moment for me. Yeah, I, I mean, I shut off. I I remember seeing the highlight. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I watched it, and and very rarely have I had that feeling like, okay, this might have <laughs> this might have been over the limit. Like, yeah. let's hope that he wakes up. Uh, yeah. He had the look of, uh, you know, uh, basically, you know, it didn't look good at all. But thank God, after a couple minutes, he woke up. He was able to stand up and walk out of the ring. Uh, but it was it was a scary one, uh, for, I'm sure, for him and the, the promoters and, and just as a fan watching it. I mean, I've said it before. I, I like watching fights. The last thing I ever want to watch is, is somebody pass away in, in a ring um, yeah. like that. So uh, and, and then uh, Godbeer. Uh, defeated uh, Mo in the in the finals to win that, and uh, you know it's it's fun to watch. It's just, it's exciting, uh, but like I said, that knockout brought a little bit of reality, and it makes you realize why you know a knockout like that on concrete might end somebody's life. Whereas, yeah. thank God they're landing on a mat and 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 uh, with a little padding and stuff like that, and they got doctors and everything right there. It looked like they got on it pretty quick and and knew what they were doing. So, uh, just it was just another event. Uh, you know, we get. Uh, you think you think there's too much bare knuckle going on now? All these promotions trying to pop up. You have BKB. You have that one now, and obviously BKFC is the one that uh, got a lot of fame off of the Malinaji uh, lowball thing. You think it's a little too much now? I mean. Well, I think there's a, some smaller promotions. We had the one promotion that was run by some knuckleheads that didn't pay their guys. So I think that one's out of the mix now. Um, I know we have some events in uh, in the UK uh, that are available if people are really into bare knuckle. Um, but in my mind, really, BKFC is the only, and, and now apparently Valor, if, if Ken Shamrock continues to, to promote it. To me, those are the only two legitimate big name ones in the United States as where we stand right now. I do know that there's some smaller ones that can be found on on the fight app uh that are that are that kind of piggy not piggyback but in the same locations Wyoming a lot of these smaller states uh that they have but yeah uh it, it is a weird thing I mean I, you got to have you're going to ha- it's going to as long as there's bigger events then you got to have smaller ones because guys are going to want experience um you got to it's it's like anything. I mean, in MMA, you had to learn how to fight the ground game. Otherwise, you were out of your element. I don't think unless you're used to getting punched with bare knuckles with yeah. no gloves. I think that first punch, you know, it, it can always turn immediately into a street fight. But when you're fight, if you're fighting guys like like Mighty Mo and, and Godbeer and guys who have experience uh, years and decades in, in inside of a ring boxing and stuff, uh, you, you've got to uh, you've got to have some kind of. uh experience in that to know to know what you're getting into and to to be able to fight through the adversities um that can happen with the cuts and the broken noses and broken hand um mma you know guys fight through injuries a lot more now in the middle of fight than they used to i mean 
for for a decade, if guys broke their hands in MMA, it usually ended the fight. Uh, yeah. I can't remember the last fight that was ended now with with a guy with a broken hand. No, um, a lot of guys fight through it. I mean, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty amazing how how the sports evolved. I mean, um, I mean, you're talking about all, I ask when I ask you about the uh, multiple bare knuckle promotions, and you mentioned the um, you know uh, g- more places for guys to come up. It made me think about uh, you know. With all the MMA we do have, uh, you know, LFA just lost their home on Access TV. So, like, I mean, do you have any guesses? I mean, I I would think you and I are on the same page in thinking that Fight Pass is where they'd wind up. But, I mean, do you have any guesses as far as, like, alternatives besides Fight Pass where LFA could go? Because they, they froze their last two events because of uh, because of this. Yeah, they're... they're, they're... I saw that. I guess this weekend's event, this Friday's, is going on, but they're going to tape it and hopefully be able to show it at a later date. And then they've, and then the two after that, yeah. one in, uh, I want to say like New Orleans or something, and then one in, uh, it actually out here by me in Riverside, um, got postponed. So I don't know. I mean, okay. So if we look at LFA in the United States, we got the UFC. Let's say we got UFC one. We got Bellator two, uh, PFL three. Are they, are they the fourth biggest promotion in the United States? Am I, I missing mean, somebody? I would say, I would say, I would say yes, just because of their reach and the fact that obviously can, a lot of contender series talent gets funneled in from there, which is why I mean, that's which is why I went uh, that they'd wind up on Fight Pass, you know, because obviously outside of being entertaining for us as people that watch fights and report, you know, follow the sport. And the future of the sport, um, you know, it's it's a good way for the UFC to scout out new young talent through the regionals, if they're especially if they're under the Fight Pass banner. So if that's their feeder, one of their feeder leagues, then that's that's where I think they'll wind up. I mean, I I don't I don't know if they're going to go. NBC Sports could use some MMA because they lost the PFL to ESPN. Um, that I actually tweeted that out earlier today because uh, I saw that thing from. Uh, stories saying that uh you know until they find a broadcast partner they they have to kind of wait on things but um i really don't, I really don't know where, where they go from 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 there well yeah i mean that's kind of where i was going so they're the fourth biggest promotion in the united states you got to assume that they're gonna somebody's gonna want to pick them mm-hmm. up um fight pass makes sense but i hope it doesn't happen there i i feel like fight pass needs to be kind of weeded out um I would, I, I mean, uh, they, I know that they have events, some events on there still, but uh, the $10 a month thing for Fight Pass to me right now is is overpriced in the world of uh, streaming stuff. In the world yeah. of streaming stuff. Uh, ESPN Plus makes a lot of sense to me. Um, I know that's another streaming one, but if they're going to carry PFL, um, to me, they can't have too much content. I mean, what. And LFA has always had a relationship with the UFC, kind yeah. of like PFL. So it's kind of almost like a family of, uh, you know, under yeah. the UFC's banner of kind of the minor league system in in a sense. Uh, so that would make sense. Uh, you talk about NBC Sports. Um, I don't Just know because they seem thirsty for MMAs since the PFL left. I mean, they've been showing like old. Uh, what's the what's the South African promotion? Um, oh, EFC. Just, yeah, they've been showing like old EFCs and stuff like that, and <laughs> and uh, I know uh, CFFCs on 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 uh, uh, you know they show the 
the rebroadcast of CFFC events on CBS Sports. So there, there's networks that have the interest that could pick them up, but I think L- LFA had a really good platform with access. I really hate that, uh, you know, uh, that that uh, Anthem bought bought out bought the majority shares of the of the because I, I, they obviously had no intention of keeping MMA and and bringing all their other stuff in that they're bringing in, in Impact Wrestling and um, I forget what the other one. Uh, I mean, because they got rid of New Japan Pro Wrestling too, I, I think. But um, yeah, man, I don't know. I would say, uh, I mean, it'd be crazy if they went to the zone, but we know that's not happening. Yeah, that's another one though that they, uh, they again, a little expensive for my yeah. taste on the. I, I like the ESPN Plus thing. I mean, we're talking five dollars a month with the ESPN Plus. If they had enough content, it it, be, it, it becomes easier to swallow. Um, yeah. For for me on 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 their uh, on their service, um, yeah, and I can't. They're supposed really... to do that thing with Disney and uh, and Hulu in November. I I think was the initial date when Variety reported it about the triple play for fifteen bucks a month. You get Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, and Hulu. And if that happens, and LFA's included in that, then yeah, Fight Pack gone for me. Yeah, I mean that happens. Uh, I you know I don't know all the inner workings of who owns what. Showtime, I've heard Showtime wants to get possibly back in, in maybe some kind of MMA thing. I've heard maybe moving Bellator to there uh, mm-hmm. from some people uh, that seem to to know what they're talking about on Twitter. But uh, I I don't know. I, I I don't know what the viewership for like Access TV was. I mean, I as as fight fans, we loved it. But mm-hmm. were they getting were they getting fifty thousand people to watch a fight? Were they getting three hundred thousand? Were they getting? I mean, I don't know how many people tuned in. So, you know, it's like, could they get the same amount of viewership if they went on MTV two? I mean, that's the kind of so. It's Not hard now. To say. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, but you know, like NBC Sports Network with the the viewership with. I, uh, I think MTV. <laughs> I think MTV2 is, is uh, their demographic is the same dude dancing with the suspenders and the shorts now. <laughs> but but you know what I'm saying? Like when, when, so yeah. when Bellator was on there, they got like they would get like eighty thousand views or something like that. We're getting the same amount, eighty thousand to a hundred thousand, one hundred twenty is somewhere where NBC Sports was getting with PFL. So that that's pretty that that there's a lot of channels that could fit in there. I mean the the outdoor sports network or something could pick up. If they're only <laughs> looking for sixty thousand eyes to watch something, you know. Yeah. But if you, but if they were used to three hundred, four hundred thousand, then all of a sudden we got to start getting into, you know, bigger, bigger avenues. I don't know. I, I would say Fight Pass, as you say, it's got to be probably the number one contender. I'd like to see uh, ESPN Plus. I'd like to see everything kind of move to ESPN Plus, and, and let's let's uh, streamline what the UFC is offering. Uh, maybe just keep Fight Pass as a library and charge like two ninety nine a month or a dollar ninety nine a month just for old, old library stuff or something. But uh, but but move all the live events uh, to to one service would be would be ideal for me. But we'll see. Uh, what else? Uh, any other? Try to think if there we had any other real breaking news. Uh, the, uh, did we already talk about Eddie Alvarez out of because oh. of his ankle? There you go. Yeah, I saw that today. Eddie Alvarez was. I didn't see the actual injury, so his ankle. He's out yeah. of the finals of the one uh, one destiny card. Uh, I believe it's October twelfth in uh, in Japan uh, for one one fighting. Uh, he kind of snuck his way back into the tournament when he filled in because the guy who beat him got hurt, and then he came in, won a fight, 
uh, and then advanced to the championship. And now it uh, looks like the, the current champion of that division is, is moving into that fight. So it's a loaded card. We'll talk about that more uh, when we get a little closer, uh, figure out the broadcast for it. I know one of the, it's a, it's a two event day in Japan. So uh, there will, one of them will be live, uh, I believe on TNT uh, the night of the event or because of the time change. And then one will be like in the middle of the night, uh, with the Japan thing. So we'll talk about that more, but, um, you know, UFC goes to Copenhagen this weekend, uh, some action fights, but not, not the biggest names on, on the card. Um, obviously the main event, Jack Hermanson, uh, Jared Kananir, uh, interesting fight in the middleweight division. Uh, Hermanson obviously seems to be kind of be the new stud in that division, uh, coming off a big win over Jacare. Um, and, uh, I, I, I think he wins this fight. Mm. Um, I, uh, I see also he had beaten David Branch, who's another little bit news story. David Branch tested positive for, uh, for PEDs and was released from the UFC also within the last week. Um, but, uh, yeah, I go with, uh, I go with, uh, with Hermanson in this fight. Uh, I think his ground game will uh, will be something that'll cause uh, kind of near uh, some issues. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, I thought that initially, but I I do. I mean, I feel like Karen Kananir still has uh, that that KO power that he had when he first bursted into the UFC and made a name for himself. So I feel like he still has a a puncher's chance to win. So. Um, I think I submitted that as my official pick for sure dog. So I'll stick with, I'll stick with Cannonier. I think he can surprise us. Well, yeah. And he's had fights. At, he's been, he's had some success at heavyweight and some moderate success at light heavyweight. So he's a, a bigger dude uh, who may have finally found his, his physical prime weight class. Uh, and, and obviously he had a destruction of Anderson Silva. So uh, yeah, that'll, that'll be interesting. That's the main event. Other guys on the card, Gunnar Nelson versus Gilbert Burns. Uh, Khalil Roundtree's fighting OSPs on the card, uh, Cowboy Oliveira, um, kind of one of these international cards we've been getting lately where you're not really sure what fight's going to be the one to watch, but there's likely to be a handful that, uh, that we'll be talking about. Uh, yeah. Especially this week. card. Yeah. Now, I mean, I didn't get that vibe so much over the Mexico card, but this, this card I've been watching it build and watching the chain. Cause you know, Gilbert Burns is only coming in on a couple of weeks notice to face Gunnar Nelson and uh even even still I mean after after speaking to him when I when I spoke to him for in the summer early in the summer last spring or was it for you know if he would stop getting pulled into these last minute fights maybe we can get him here for a for an interview but uh I mean it, he wants it that way um you know he wants to he wants to climb the ranks so and uh from what I know of him he's he's never not really ready so I don't think last minute is an issue for him. So I think that fight's going to be interesting. So we'll see. I mean, it's an early card, uh, early for me. So that means it's earlier for you, right? Like what time you're, uh, uh I think two the... o'clock for me. So, yes. So the prelims, I think start at eight for me. Uh, mm. and then the main card starts at 11. Uh, I'll catch some of that, uh, before I get on the road and head to what really is the highlight, I believe of MMA for the weekend, uh, Bellator 228 at the forum in Inglewood. Uh, the second half of the first round of the uh, featherweight Grand Prix, oh, yeah. um, which in, in the main event includes Adam Archuleta versus uh, Patricio Pitbull for the uh, 
for the featherweight title, and then a co-main event of two MMA legends, Gegard Mousasi and Lyoto Machida. Uh, the first first half of the featherweight uh, Grand Prix was uh, lived up to the hype, other than uh, Campos Strauss, which was a little bit of a, I mean, it was a domination by Campos, but uh, not a not a necessarily the most pleasant fight to to watch as a fan. Mm. Um, this one, uh, I think is going to even outdo that card. Uh, some heavy hitters here. Uh, in my opinion, the top three guys, um, arguably maybe the top four guys in the whole tournament, uh, fighting on heck, maybe argue the top five. Um, I mean, one of those opening bout for the main card scheduled right now, AJ McKee Jr. Undefeated 14 and 0, uh, gets Georgie, uh, I mean, McKee's been a uh, kind of a, you know, uh, a savant of, of MMA. Uh, his dad, Antonio McKee, is also fighting on the card. So for the yeah. first time in history, we have a father-son competing. And uh, according to Tapology right now, they have listed as back-to-back fights. So that could be a pretty cool thing. I didn't really think that that would have, be how it worked out. But hopefully it does. It, it would be cool to watch the father fight, then kick off the main card with uh, with AJ uh, I, I think AJ wins this fight. Uh, Georgie is a uh, is a vet of the sport, and he's put on a lot of wars. But um, I think McKee's is is uh, is really poised at uh, possibly yeah. uh, the title shot uh, sooner than later in this tournament. Yeah, I mean, I think there's something to be said for for and and you you hear the term in, in uh, like pro wrestling a lot when when there's a, a wrestler that's related to someone from another era or that precedes them a generation or so in this, in the sport. So AJ McKee's a second generation, uh, mixed martial artist with his father, you know, uh, having the time that he had in. And, um, I think there's something to be said for that knowledge of, you know, being passed down and training, especially when it's something that, uh, the athletic, uh, had something out, um, I think it was today or yesterday where they interviewed uh them because of the whole the whole thing with them father and son on the same card and um Antonio said that he tried to convince him to go another route like do something else but obviously you know you're not going to you're not going to talk yourself down to your own kid unless you're unless you're a scumbag but like uh you know he uh he obviously thought his father was his father was great and uh He's doing it, and usually it's the case that the younger guy's gonna is uh, the 2.0, the the improved version, and right at 14 and 0, it's hard to argue. I mean, uh, I think it's gonna be Georgie's a test for him for sure. So we'll see. I mean, this is this is definitely uh, this is definitely gonna the one that if he's gonna catch a, a loss, it could be on Saturday night. But uh, I mean, I'm sure we'll hear from you first since you're gonna be there. Yeah, I mean, I look forward to that fight. I, I've seen AJ. You know, I've seen AJ fight live a handful of times. I think I was even at his debut uh, on an early Bellator prelim uh, a couple years back. So uh, that'll be interesting. And I watched his dad fight uh, 20 yeah. years ago. So that'll be cool to see both of them competing uh, again live. Um, the next uh, card fight, Daniel Weichel faces Sal Rogers. This is an interesting fight because uh, I don't think, I mean, Rogers uh, is 12, uh, 13 and 2, but he hasn't really had the competition. Uh, that Weichel has, but with that said, Weichel is also on a two-fight losing streak mm-hmm. uh, with losses coming in a championship fight to Pitbull and uh, and Yamauchi. Uh, so uh, it, it 
it, but before that, you know, he, he won like nine, you know, 10 out of 11 fights or, or something like that. Um, including wins over Des Green, Pat Curran, um, and a, and a couple other, uh, decent names. But, uh, I, I go with Weichel. I think experience will play big here. Uh, I think Rogers, this is kind of his first, uh, big name fight, bright light fight. Um, not necessarily fighting, you know, under, uh, you know, in his home country. So, uh, I'll go with Weichel and, uh, I, I'm not sure how probably by decision, but, uh, I'll, I'll go with the, the veteran of, of 50 fights in, in this one. Yeah, no, I, uh, you and I are on the same page there. Uh, Weichel is, uh, somebody that, um, is definitely somebody that, uh, I've probably seen fight a lot, uh, especially before Comcast took away, uh, Paramount Network from me. Um, but I remember, I remember looking forward to a lot of his stuff and I still do. So, uh, I'm with you on that one. Um, we uh just so we don't just so we don't pass, uh, honor James Muka Barnes is also on that card. He was on this podcast a couple of weeks ago, um, and I wrote an article based on that conversation out on mymmanews.com soon because uh you know he's he's getting to run it back with an old an old foe of his from the amateur days and David Duran. Um, they're on the prelims, but I mean I'm just going back to how stacked this card is from top to bottom. I mean not for nothing, Matt. I wish I, I wish I was going with you on Saturday. No, I'm 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 excited for this one. You know, I, as, as somebody who admit is spoiled and gets to see a lot of live MMA, this is this is a card that's got me from the the prelims. I mean, we want to get onto the rest of the tournament, but Leandro Higo, Sean Bunch is a great fight on the prelims. Uh, Mike Jasper, who was just you know in his last fight he lost, but he uh, fought Andre Korshkov on a main card. He fights Johnny Cisneros, who's kind of a staple of the of the Southern California MMA scene. Uh, that should be another interesting fight. Um, and then uh, AJ uh, Agazarm, the 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 BJJ wizard uh, who who lost his MMA debut and then came back and won uh, fights on the undercard. And then as we said, uh, Antonio McKee, uh, the father of AJ uh, also is on the card. So it, the prelims are, are good. Those will be available on uh, DAZN and uh, the Bellator app. So uh, everything is available uh, through at least DAZN on, on this card. Um, the next, uh, so now we start getting to some of the heavy, heavy, heavy hitters uh, of the night. Uh, Darian Caldwell, the former 135-pound champ, coming off two losses in a row to uh, uh, Horiguchi. Fights, fights Henry Corrales, who's coming off of a uh, devastating, huge knockout of, uh, of Aaron Pico. Uh, I, this, this is one, you know, I uh, Caldwell's wrestling, but it's at 135 pounds is where he's had the you know most of his fights and most of his success in his career uh i like corrales in this fight uh i i think caldwell might take him down early but i i like uh, i like corrales's heavy hands um i like that he's shown that he can go through wars and come out victorious much like his fight with pico where he was hurt and uh and they were firing on each other hard and uh and corrales just had the heavy hands and 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 caught pico i don't know uh i if I'm making a pick, I'll say third round knockout by Corrales hmm. on Caldwell. Um, if that's not what happens, then likely we'll see Caldwell do a lot of wrestling and a lot of uh, pinning against the cage. But I, uh, I I like Corrales in this fight. Um, I also kind of want him to win because I think 
we start setting up some really cool potential uh, barn burner matchups. I'm not sure how much excitement Caldwell necessarily brings to a future bout. Not that that means anything for becoming a champion, but uh, from a viewer's perspective, I'm not sure what, what kind of excitement. Although I know him and Pitbull have had some bad blood in the, in the past. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, obviously I'm going to go for Caldwell just because he's a local boy. You know, so I, uh, I don't think uh, I don't agree with the I mean, I don't necessarily agree with that last loss. I understand why he got it. But, uh, you know, he's still he's still a force. His wrestling is definitely uh, is uh, a problem for anybody he faces. I think the fighting at featherweight might might help him more um, in in uh, in this fight. And obviously uh, he's looking to come back. He's I mean, he fought at the Garden. Now he's going to fight. uh at uh, where's this event? Uh, the uh, forum in England. At the at the forum. So now, like, I feel like uh, I feel like he wants to get a get back on a on a winning streak, and and uh, you know, being in, in a fight like this, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if he grinds out a decision, because uh, I know Corrales is no joke, um, either. But um, you know, obviously I'm playing a little bit favorite, because uh. <clears throat> the local uh, connections he's got with uh folks around here my my brother's girlfriend went to high school with him for crying out loud so i can't uh and he went to uh even after that loss a lot of people don't know even after he lost in the garden he went to rawway high school and still coached wrestling the following monday um you know like because he made the promise that he would do it win or lose and you know he, he he still showed up to do his thing so uh, I like the guy. I think he's talent. I think he's still. Uh, I think he's still a threat at Bellator. So I'm going Caldwell. Nice. That's uh, that gets us to the co-main event, which isn't a uh, which isn't a tournament fight, but it's a uh, light heavyweight fight between two uh, two greats in MMA: Gegard Mousasi, Lyoto Machida. A rematch from a fight about uh, oh, what five six years ago now. Machida won a really close decision in the UFC. Um, I, I don't see a repeat of that. I know the first fight was really close. I think uh, Musasi, uh, Musasi's a hard one to pick because yeah. you don't know what's going to show up. We don't know if the killer that's going to finish him quick or the guy who kind of shows up a little lackadaisical and lets his opponent kind of uh, control the, the tempo of the fight, uh, you could say. so. But I think Musasi, uh, it being a revenge bout for him, uh, I think he comes out in this fight and takes it to Machida and I think we see a little age on Machida in this fight, and I think mm. the uh, the more prime fighter Musasi figures out to pick up the win. Um, I, uh, I I probably not a, not a finish. Uh, Machida is pretty, you know, his style is obviously defensive, and he he manages to avoid gigantic strikes. But I think uh, I think Musasi will just outwork him and, and pick up a pretty uh, pretty obvious uh, decision win. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm I'm with you there. I think I I believe I submitted that too officially to uh, SureDog.com uh, for the um for my picks uh, <clears throat> the staff picks the uh, it's hard to pick against uh, Musasi just because even even when he's had rough fights in belt or he's still I mean he's always been a pretty tough character and when he does lose he he man like when he lost to um uh, what's his name the guy with the video game Tekken moves. Why am I forgetting Uriah Hall? You know that was a fight he got back right away, and uh, and then he left. You know he went to Bellator, so he's he's somebody that's uh, he's definitely somebody. And the and the 
I know what you mean about the lackadaisical thing. So I don't know if you've been following the score and, and James Lynch is over there covering it. And uh, they actually uh, he, he actually played Ninja Turtles with him and interviewed him about his fight on the on the Nintendo 8-bit system, the Super Entertainment System. And um, he just seemed so out of like he, he but I feel like that's Musashi's just the way he carries himself outside of like if you talk to him, he just seems like he's just whatever, you know. So I know what you mean by that too. It's it's concerning though. Like you know, you, you usually want to see somebody either like Fedor that's just you know stone cold and emotionless, or 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 the complete opposite that's somebody that's like all revved up to fight like Tyson Fury is in boxing, and Musashi's just like, oh you know he treats it like it's a chore sometimes. So I yeah, exactly I, I know what you mean, but yeah no I mean we we have the same pick. Uh, then that the main event that night is the last fight of the first round of the featherweight Grand Prix. The title fight, five rounds, five minutes. Uh, Patricio Pitbull, uh, Juan Archuleta, Pitbull twenty nine and four, the champ. Archuleta twenty three and one on an eighteen fight win streak. Who man, this is the the fight of the night and the hardest fight in my mind to even pick. Mm. Um, yeah. Who. Uh, I really I, don't I, want to see either guy lose. I'd like to see both guys advance to the <laughs> tournament. I hear you, man. I mean, I, I, I had to submit one. So, I mean, if you want, I'll, I'll so you can think about it. I'll, I'll tell you who I, who that was for sure, dog. I picked uh, Juan Archuleta, um, and I literally, I used a, uh, I used a uh, Google and said, uh, flip a coin, <laughs> and that's how I picked it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with Pitbull, and my reason is going to be the same reason I've used a, a few other times, is it's, uh, although Archuleta's obviously won titles in some smaller organizations, this is kind of his first big spotlight fight. I mean, I know he's fought on some big cards. Uh, he was at the, the Garden in his last fight. But this is the first one where his face is on the poster, Uh He's going up against the champion who's coming off of knocking out the lightweight champion, Michael Chandler. Um, I mean, if you look at Pitbull's record, it's pretty friggin' amazing. I mean, before Chandler, he beat Emmanuel Sanchez, who's already advanced to the tournament. Then he, That's coming off a win over Weichel. Before that, he beat Daniel Strauss. Two fights before that, he beat Henry Corrales. He's got another win over Weichel. He's got another win over Strauss. He mm-hmm. beat Pat Curran, who was in the tournament. I mean, it can, it goes on another win over Strauss, a win over Kanaharian. You know, I mean, he's basically already beaten the entire tournament uh, in previous bouts. So I'll stick with the champ. I think he's one of the pound for pound greats right now. I actually think he's one of the the most exciting uh, fighters we've had in in all of MMA history, really at at a at a featherweight uh, weight class. So. I'll stick with the champ, but uh, I think it's going to be a great fight, and I get your coin flip because mm. that makes a lot of sense. I haven't seen any betting odds on the fight, so I don't know what the uh, the odds makers are saying. No, man, and I'm getting tired of, of all these goddamn sports books only listing UFC. Uh, I think I think DraftKings Sportsbook out here anyway on the East Coast, I think they, they put up odds for Bellator stuff, but, I mean, I haven't seen Bellator odds since... Uh, since Fedor, uh, Fedor Sonnen. That's the last time I saw odds huh. on a Bellator event. So I don't know what the hell is. I don't know. I don't know if it's promotional, dick riding or whatever you want to call it. But I mean, come on, man. It's a it's a whole sport out here to watch. 
Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. All right. Well, that pretty much wraps us up. Uh, big, exciting week. A lot of action. Uh, obviously, Bellator and, uh, and and UFC headline that. Uh, what are you What are you laughing at, Ed? You got something else? <laughs> no. I just had a funny glitch on my end when you uh, when you were getting ready to close up there. Your face froze in a funny, in a funny uh, image. But yeah. that's uh, you know, what are you gonna do? Yeah, that's a, that Jersey internet out there. So, uh, yeah. I anyways, blame our former governor, <laughs> the current and, one too. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, fans can uh, catch us at Combat Hour on Twitter, at Coast to Coast Combat Hour on Instagram. Myself at MMA Hawk Twenty One on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Ed at Carbazal on Twitter and at Carbeerzal on Instagram. Ed, I'll talk to you this weekend. I'll uh, I'll get a hold of you when I'm out there at the fights and keep you updated on some of that preliminary action and uh, hopefully uh, hopefully it's an exciting weekend. Oh yeah, definitely watch MMA Hawk 21 on Twitter because he puts up some really dope photos at events. So make sure you give him a follow. You put him on Instagram too, right? Yeah, I, I, the Twitter uh, usually is, is quicker. Uh, yeah. Instagram I'll, I'll usually follow up with, but uh, it all depends on on the the wi-fi and and you know reception inside the arena uh luckily i think the forum uh does pretty well for me so yeah i I hope to get as much uh photos up as soon as possible all right cool man enjoy the fights all right thanks man take it easy hey guys ed here East Coast side of the Coast to Coast Combat Hour podcast. If you like what we're doing, make sure you subscribe on YouTube and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Also, if you'd like to help us out and donate, uh, the support links are in any of the uh, podcast descriptions, and in some the links are also provided on our YouTube channel, The Blogboard Jungle. Um, thanks again for listening, and if you give us some support, we'll give you a shout on the podcast, maybe uh, bring you on for a UFC pay-per-view breakdown or two. Thanks again.